Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 29th of June. We've got to hang in there. We don't have a choice. The pandemic is still upon us. That's Prime Minister Scott Morrison addressing the nation last night after an emergency cabinet meeting of our country's top leaders. It comes as three states are in lockdown with the COVID outbreak continuing to spread across Australia. The federal government has announced a number of new measures after last night's meeting, including a major shake-up of our vaccine rollout. Any Australian over the age of 18 is now able to see their GP and request the AstraZeneca vaccine. They'll be able to discuss with their doctor about the very low risk of blood clots under a new indemnity scheme to cover GPs. Here is COVID-19 Task Force Commander, Lieutenant General John Fruin. For those people who want to get access to a vaccine now who can't get access to Pfizer, they can make an informed decision to get AstraZeneca through GPs. The Prime Minister also announced last night mandatory vaccinations for all aged care workers, with all expected to have a first dose by mid-September, and key changes to hotel quarantine. Meantime, a new case of COVID has seen Perth announce a four-day lockdown, effective as of midnight last night. The new case is a man aged in his 30s who worked and ate at a brewery in the northern suburbs last week on the same night as another case, a woman in her 50s who had visited Sydney. WA Premier Mark McGowan says the lockdown is necessary and will hopefully act as a crucial circuit breaker. A lot of people watching would say, well, it's only three people. Why are you doing all this? Three people out of two million. But what you can see is what happened in Melbourne and Sydney and other parts of the world. Once it gets away from you, it's very hard to stop. Darwin is also in lockdown and residents across Greater Sydney are entering day three of a two-week lockdown. It comes as the number of exposure sites continues to grow across Sydney to more than 300. 18 new COVID infections were recorded yesterday, and while despite the number being down on the day before, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian says she expects cases to increase. We have to be prepared for the numbers to bounce around, and we also have to be prepared for the numbers to go up considerably, because as experience shows with this strain, we are seeing uh, almost 100% of transmission within households. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we start in Queensland this morning and Queenslanders are also at risk of being plunged into another lockdown after the highly contagious Delta variant made its way into the Sunshine State. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk saying the next 24 to 48 hours will be crucial with a number of restrictions already in force. The concern was sparked after a fly-in, fly-out worker who contracted the virus while working in the remote Northern Territory returned home to Queensland. Brisbane reporter David Shiraz has the details. Good morning, Tash. Well, 169 fellow fly-in, fly-out workers in Queensland have been tracked down and told to isolate, with most of them now tested. Contact tracers working quickly as health officials admit the state faces the real possibility of another lockdown. Restrictions have been reimposed. Masks are now back. Private gatherings limited to 30 people and dancing, unless it's at a wedding, completely scrapped. And as a list of exposure sites continues to grow, today's numbers will be the real indicator as to what the future for Queenslanders looks like. And to Victoria now, and another Australian is pleading with officials to be given an exemption from hotel quarantine to be reunited with her dying father. As Hannah Sly reports from Melbourne, 
Anna Coffey has made a desperate plea to the state government. So this woman has managed to make it all the way from New York to Australia to see her dying dad, but is now having trouble coming down here from Sydney. She's pleading for an exemption from the state government from the Red Travel Zone because her 80-year-old father's in palliative care after having a stroke and he's been told he has just days to live. Anna's written to the PM about her plight, but it's not up to him to make a decision. It's up to our Chief Health Officer, Brett Sutton, and his New South Wales counterpart. Scott Morrison has replied to her letter and he says he's deeply sorry and he hope a solution could be found, admitting it must be heartbreaking. The 32-year-old is fully vaccinated with the Moderna jab and has tested negative for COVID three times in the past week. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. As we know, a number of regions right across the country, including the Northern Territory, WA and New South Wales, are in lockdown with COVID restrictions. It's incredibly tough, especially for many businesses and employees. What support is available for those affected? Yeah, as you said, said Tash, there is so much that's changed and so fast and small businesses for some of them this could be the final straw Um, and what we're looking at now is exactly what help is available for the small businesses so as far as actual help goes in lockdown the Northern Territory has announced a one-off payment of $1,000 to help um, uh, assist with some ongoing costs. So the Northern Territory Small Business Lockdown Payment is essentially for businesses affected by the lockdown in the top end that the businesses need to show that they either ceased trading or suffered a revenue loss of 50% or more. Now, in New South Wales, we're still in the midst of this two-week lockdown and uh, a support package for small businesses is yet to come out. But look, there's talk that it will be something similar to what was offered in the Northern Beaches when they went into lockdown. Remember, that was a one-off hardship grant of $3,000 or $5,000. There's also talk of a tax relief or a deferral and rent relief for commercial tenants. And there's even the idea that these dine and discover vouchers being modified so people can use them uh, for delivery. Now, all that's on the table. We'll find out shortly what actually will come out. For employees who have lost work during lockdown, of course, there's the COVID-19 disaster payment where you can uh, receive up to $500 if you've lost 20 hours or more of work. But the key thing here is you've got to be in lockdown for more than seven days and be declared a Commonwealth hotspot. Do not have liquid assets of more than 10000 or be in receipt of other payments. Now, depending on which area in Sydney you fall, this payment will be available starting from Thursday. Anything is good for so many people struggling right now. Effie, some good news. We love good news. Superfunds delivered more than $300 billion to members in the financial year of 21. Yes, yes, that's correct. And this is from Super Ratings. They've released their preliminary performance figures for the period of 30th June. So we're almost at the end of the financial year. That wraps up on Thursday, the 1st of July. Um, And while the financial year isn't quite over, Look, all eyes are going to be obviously on the government responses to the latest COVID-19 outbreak, but the markets have been rebounding strongly to date. Now, over the 2020-21 financial year, the median balance option, which was probably what most Aussies are sitting in, is on track to deliver a return of 17.1%. Now, that's the second highest figure since 1992, according to Super Ratings. And the key driver of this obviously has been the the rapid recovery of both the domestic and global equity markets since they fell that massive 20 to 30% on the outset of the pandemic. 
Now, growth funds, if you're in one of those, they, they expect to see the end of the financial year with a 21.5% return and the more capital stable ones at 72 Now, of course, the big thing here is super is a long-term investment. So while these one-year returns look great, you've got to look at super over a long term, say five years, even seven years plus when you're comparing super funds. Great tips as always. Thanks, Effie. Thank you. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Round 16 is up in the air due to the COVID crisis that is continuing to spread right across the country. Yes, good morning, Tash. We'll start with the AFL and Perth's uh, snap four-day lockdown has thrown Fremantle's match against Carlton at Optus Stadium into doubt. Uh, now, the Dockers have played before in an empty stadium during a lockdown, and their preference is to play at home, even though there won't be any fans, rather than have that match relocated. The Lions are set to leave Brisbane and spend some nights in Victoria later this week. That's to make sure that they can hopefully travel, be granted permission to travel into South Australia to face the Crows on Saturday. Now, just on the injury front at Richmond, they look set to welcome back some key pillars against the Gold Coast. That's if that match goes ahead on Thursday night at Metricon Stadium. David Asprey, Tom Lynch are likely to return, but they will lose Noah Bolter and Nathan Broad to ankle injuries. Their fitness chief, Peter Burge, says they both needed surgery. So they'll both be in a rehab phase starting later this week, and then we'll have a bit more of an idea of timelines once we get a week or two into it. It is hard to put a timeline at the moment, but it's certainly not a short-term injury. So a fair bit going on on and off the field in the AFL. And now to the NRL, Brett, uh, plays have been moved to the strictest COVID protocols possible. Yes, no TikTok videos at home with um, <laughs> friends from uh, outside the NRL circle. In fact, you can't have any visitors in your home. So these are the protocols that we went to last year at the height of uh, the pandemic. Uh, so all players now returning from origin duties have been forced to undergo tests. They aren't expected back at training until tomorrow. We've still got five Canterbury players who are isolating. They've visited an exposure site. They uh, Canterbury will need to get permission from the NRL uh, to field a 21-man squad this week. Weekend. Round 16 expected to go ahead as planned at this stage, although all games in Sydney and Gosford will be played in empty stadiums. And New South Wales coach Brad Fittler says he's in the dark as to whether Origin 3 will go ahead in Sydney or be moved. Only, I think, rumours are maybe Newcastle, but I haven't really heard anything. And I don't think, I'm sure they'll let the dust settle for a little bit and mm. get a gauge on what's going on. But the game pretty much would be two days after the lockdown finishes. I think they're nervous that case they have to stretch it out like the last one was in Melbourne. So a lot to play out over the next few days in both our major football codes. Will be interesting to see what happens and Brett, uh, we love the tennis. Wimbledon is underway and there's already been a major upset. Yeah, huge one. Third seed Stefanos Tsitsipas knocked out in straight sets by an unseeded American. And that'll do it. The number three seed is out on day one and Francis Tiafo with the biggest win of his career. Yeah, might be unseated. Still a quality player. Massive win on ESPN there. Aussie John Millman has lost a four-set battle against Roberto Batista Agu, while uh, Novak Djokovic is safely through to the second round. Ash Barty plays uh, tonight, Tash. We're looking forward to Ash starting her campaign. No match play in the lead-up to Wimbledon, coming off that hip injury that forced her out of the French Open. We'll see what sort of uh, form she's in tonight. Fingers and toes crossed for Ash. We love her. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And two nude sunbakers are among those fined for ignoring Sydney's lockdown. The couple was on a beach on the New South Wales south coast when they say they were startled by a deer running into nearby bush before eventually getting lost in a national park. Here is New South Wales Police Commissioner Mick Fuller. 
Not only did they require assistance from SES and police to rescue them, they also both received a ticket for $1,000. Oh, dear. Thank you. I'm here all week. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Stay safe. Have a great day and we'll see you bright and early tomorrow. Hold up. 